You are listening to the Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 133. This is the Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At the Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing, and you should too. Well, hello everyone. My name is Scott Wellens, and I'm your host of the Best in Wealth Podcast. Now, this is a show dedicated to helping real people, that is you, my friend, build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I am a certified financial planner, an educator, and a wealth advisor. Today's episode is A Recession is Coming. But before we get to the topic of the day, I want to just say real quick, if you are a first-time listener, thank you for finding and listening to this podcast. If you're a long-time listener, wow, really appreciate you sticking with me. And if you would, I do have one favor for you long-time listeners. Please go to your iTunes app and give Best in Wealth a review. Hopefully a good review, but a review. If you do that, more people will find the Best in Wealth podcast. More people will eventually then become great family stewards as we are becoming each and every day. Now, isn't it funny how the news media is so swayed? And I'm just going to give you one little example. If you've been listening for a long time, you know that I am from Wisconsin and I listen to or I watch the Green Bay Packers. I grew up just a few minutes from Lambeau Field and I listen to a couple of different Green Bay Packer podcasts. One of them is very pro Green Bay Packers and the other podcast is more of the, you know, those people that are just skeptical and it's Funny, you know, the Packers are 7-2 and two right now, so they were on a nice winning streak. And when they were 7-1, and one, this one particular podcast saying things like, see, I told you so, the Packers are so good at this, they're so good at that. I knew they would be good. They're taking credit for their optimism. Well, then the Green Bay Packers lost last week. In this other podcast said almost the same kinds of things. I knew they wouldn't be good. I knew they weren't good at this or that. I knew they were just a mediocre team. I've been telling you this. Well, let me tell you, friends, that's a small little sample of just the Green Bay Packers, but this is the world we are living in when it comes to the media. Let's get to the topic of the day. All right, here we go. A recession is coming. Wow, what a bold prediction I just made. For a guy who doesn't make a lot of predictions, that is a very bold prediction. But before I let you know why I know a recession is coming, let's define a recession. And let's not only define a recession, but let's define a lot of these terms that are used in conjunction with a recession. And the first is a market correction. What is a market correction? 
Well, a market correction is not a recession. A market correction is simply a decline of 10% from the original high or from its highest level. So if the S&P 500 has reached its high level, which it has this week, and now it drops 10%, the S&P 500 will be in correction territory. This can happen in a particular stock too. If you own whatever, Coca-Cola, and Coca-Cola is now trading 10% less than its highest level, it is in, or recent high level, it is in correction territory. To put this in context, since 1980, we have had 37 market corrections in, that would be 39 years. So on average, one per year. Now, if we're going less than a correction, half of a correction is simply a 5% decline from market highs, whatever market high you're looking at. And since 1950, we've averaged a 5% decline on average one and a half times per year. So when your portfolio goes down 5% and you're in all stocks, well, that should happen on average one and a half times per year. In a correction of a 10% uh, decline, if you own all stocks in your 401k, well, that on average happens once a year. But a correction is not a recession. Another term we need to understand is a bear market. Because a bear market is not a recession either. A bear market is a decline of 20% from its highest level. So if the S&P 500, which hit its highest level this week, drops 20%, that means the S&P 500, which is the largest 500 companies in the United States, compromises 80% of the U.S. market cap, means that the S&P 500 simply drops 20%. That's what a bear market is. We can easily see this as it's happening because we have the numbers right in front of us. Now, how many bear markets have we had? Between 1900 and now, we've had 33 bear markets. So on average, one every three and a half years. The fourth quarter of 2018 was our recent look at a bear market for a lot of companies. The S&P 500 came very close to bear market territory. It didn't quite see that 20% decline, but there were several stocks within or companies within the S&P 500 that did reach bear market territory. It happens very, very quick. And as you've seen in this last close to bear market, but not really, it jumped back pretty quickly. Now, a bear market, like I said, is not a recession. A recession is defined as a period of general economic decline, defined usually as a contraction in the GDP. GDP is the gross domestic product for six months, which is two quarters or longer than six months. It's usually, or it is, marked by high unemployment, stagnant wages, and fallen retail sales. A recession generally does not long last longer than a year and is much milder than 
a depression. And I'll give that depression definition in just a bit. So a recession, though, we have had 14 recessions since 1929. So that's nine decades worth, 14 recessions, an average of one and a half per decade. Here's the thing about a recession, though. I already told you, a correction in a bear market, we can see in real time because we know what the highs are. When it comes to a contraction in GDP, we don't have those numbers until months after the quarter is over. So there are times that we're in a recession for a full six months and we don't even know it until the numbers come out. Finally, I just want to touch on real quick a depression. We've only had one depression in 1929 to 1933, a depression is a severe and prolonged downturn in economic activity. In economics, a depression is commonly defined as an extreme recession that lasts three or more years. So now we know what a depression is, a recession is, a bear market, a correction, and a 5% decline. So the big question is, why can I predict that a recession is coming? Because yes, a recession is coming. Why? Because a recession is always coming. The one thing I won't predict is I just don't know when. I don't know. You don't know. Nobody knows. You know, the late, great John Bogle, he died January of this year in his 90s. He has been on Wall Street his entire life. He founded Vanguard. And the greatest thing he's ever said was, I don't know anyone who can reliably predict the market. Furthermore, I don't know anyone who knows anyone who can reliably predict the market. So if this is true, and I'm telling you, my friends, this is true. People get paid to make a prediction. I could Google recession right now and see all kinds of articles that talk about a recession is coming. And they may make predictions on exactly when it is coming. Why do they do this? Because they could easily be writing a book, an article, or selling some financial product that is all dependent on a prediction that they're making. It all is appealing to your emotions. Just like those Packer podcasts that I was listening to earlier today. You see, people don't get paid to make the correct prediction, period. All they want are people to buy your book, read their article, listen to their podcast, or buy their financial product. There is nothing in the science or the data that suggests 
that anybody has the ability to tell us when we are going to see in the near term a 5% decline, a 10% decline in a correction, a 20% decline in a bear market, a recession, or a depression. Now, don't get me wrong. We've gone now, we hit our 10-year anniversary since our last bear market. This is the longest expansion that we've seen since the Great Depression. I don't know when it's going to happen. Bloomberg brings all this data together to make a prediction, of course. Uh, I read their article, so they did the right thing. I got, they got a click. But they say there's a 26% chance of a recession happening in the next 12 months. I'm not suggesting you listen to Bloomberg. All I'm suggesting is we don't know. And here's why it's okay that we don't know. Because even with all these declines, with all the bear markets, with the recessions, the market has rewarded disciplined investors. Since the 20s, the U.S. market has averaged 10% per year. Even with all those declines, even with all those bear markets, You stay invested through the good times and the bad times. You average 10%. Furthermore, someone who had invested in some of these premiums, these dimensions of higher expected returns like small caps, small caps have averaged over 12% per year, even through all the declines, even through all the bear markets. The other premium profitability averaged over 13% per year. These are indexes. They're not actual investments. Companies that trade close to their book value average over 12% per year, even through all these declines, through all these bear markets. Stay disciplined, get the reward. But here's the deal. There are a few people who may have made a correct prediction here or there, And maybe they did a little bit better than 10%. But they are the exception, not the rule. The rule is those who try and predict the market, many, many, many got hurt. They didn't get the market returns that they deserved. As a family steward, we're going to stay disciplined. Are we going to beat the market? We hope so. Why? Because we're going to tilt our portfolios into these dimensions or premiums of higher expected return. And then we're going to stay disciplined. Because that will give our family the greatest chance for success. I want to leave you with a few points. Because knowing all of this, what do we do? What do we do? Number one, keep the education going. Behavioral finance is where it is at. If you can grab these nuggets and you know now bear markets are normal, corrections are normal, recessions once in a while in history are normal. When you know this, you won't be surprised when it happens. Number two, know yourself. Know how much risk you can take before you'll make a bad emotional decision. The S&P 500 lost 38% during 2008. Even worse, from late 2007, 
until March of 2009, it lost 53%. If you can't take it, if you got a million bucks right now and your portfolio cuts in half and you aren't educated about the risk in your portfolio, you are going to make an emotional decision. You will not get what the market has to offer. Your retirement plan will get wrecked. Know yourself. Number three, know the risk in your portfolio. Does it match you? Because if you can handle a lot of risk and then you take a lot of risk, the market going down 25% isn't going to surprise you. Know the risk in your portfolio. Number four, have an investment policy statement. Something you can go back to when times are bad and say, hey, this is the way I'm going to invest in the good times and the bad times. You can go back to that investment policy statement when we see our next correction or bear market or recession and say, yes, this is the way I intended to invest and I am going to stay in my lane, not only with the stocks that I have, the amount of stock exposure, but in these premiums as well. I'm going to stay in my lane and I'm not going to get spooked. All right, number five, if you're still investing, celebrate the recession. You are buying low. Stocks are on sale. The shares you bought in early 2009 have quadrupled. If we never would have saw the recession and you're still in the investing stage, you would have less money in your investments because you never would have bought low for those couple of years. Celebrate a correction. Celebrate a bear market instead of opening that statement and getting depressed. Number six, if you're drawing from retirement assets, if you're done in the investing stage, make sure you have a plan. Have a good amount of short-term investments in cash that you can live off of during these down times so you don't have to sell in a down market. In the fourth quarter of 2018, my clients who were drawing checks off of their retirement, we didn't sell stocks when they were down because we had a healthy amount of short-term term investments that actually went up during that fourth quarter that we sold in order to produce those checks. Only when the stock market went back up did we sell stocks to produce the retirement check. Make sure you have a plan. And finally... My friends, if this all seems too much for you, then find a good financial planner. Find a fee-only certified financial planner. Even better yet, find a fee-only certified financial planner that does comprehensive planning. How can you find one? There's a couple of different places. Number one, Google NAPFA, N-A-P-F-A. There's a place to look up an advisor. NAPFA are fee-only advisors. Number two, you can look up what's called the fee-only network. And when you look it up, there's a search engine. You can put in your zip code and advisors in your area will come up. 
If you don't even want to do that, and you're comfortable with somebody like me, we work with people all over the country. Here's how you get in touch with myself or Kevin. Go to fortressplanninggroup.com. Click on Start Now. All it's going to be is you're going to schedule a time that's convenient for you and we will call you for a very short 15-minute discussion where we can see if we can even add any value to your life. And if we can, and if we both feel comfortable, we'll schedule what we call a discovery meeting. That discovery meeting can happen via video conferencing on your computer if you live far from the area, and many, many listeners do. Lots of our clients come from many parts of the U.S. So please, if you are feeling stressed about your financial plan, I want you to do one of two things. Either go to the Feeling Network, put in your zip code, or go to fortressplanninggroup.com and click that Start Now button. We would love to have a conversation with you. All right, my friends, I need to go. But I will see you. I will see you on the flip side. Bye-bye, everyone. The Best in Wealth Podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal at Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by Securities Act of Wisconsin in accordance and compliance with securities laws and regulations. Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Best in Wealth Podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.